Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode number 15, Halloween! Yay! Halloween! So spooky! Ooh, spooky. It's like my favorite thing ever. I'm so excited. All this month is just spooky, spooky, all the time spooks. Spooks yep. on top of spooks. Spooky, spooky, spooky! Um, you- I'm Melissa. <laughs> I'm Amy. <laughs> I'm Kate. Yay. Kitten. What are you? Oh, Kitten's playing with his new little ghost thing. Oh, um, he likes spooky too. Yes, he does. Like, like mother, like son, like son, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, now that I'll we've introduced it. ourselves, <laughs> every episode we like to ask ourselves one food related question. And I have no idea who this question's coming from. Kate. Kate. Oh, sure. Yeah. All I'll right. Ask. Cool. Um, okay. So this is an easy, quick one. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Mm. Candy corn. No, I'm kidding. Candy corn. I was about, I'm like, is this going to be the new debate? (laughs) (laughs) About Uh, to come across this table at you. Um, I don't have a favorite Halloween candy because I feel like it's just candy. Right. But like none of that fun size shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, oh my God. I completely forgot the thing. The thing and the stuff. I hope I saved it. Oh, no. Um. You continue talking about your favorite candy. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I. So when I was a kid, <laughs> you just threw me off completely. When I was a kid, I had the uh, opportunity because I lived on the town line between two two towns mm-hmm. that had different trick-or-treating nights. Oh. So I got to go trick-or-treating two nights in a row. And I would just, I would stake out the neighborhoods that had the full-size candy bars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I owned my own house, which uh, was in Concord, there was a neighborhood in Concord where um, everyone on the street would, they wouldn't give out candy, but they would give out like someone, like they would do like homemade stuff. So like someone made ice cream um to give out mm-hmm. and they'd like have like a make your own sunday station in their front yard what? yeah and then someone else would do like like fresh done popcorn like real popcorn like not microwave shit and then like someone would have candied apples like so it was like a big to do and i really love like i just love celebrating halloween yeah 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 so yeah. like i'm it's for me it's not really about the candy sure it, it's just like festive stuff just answer the question i'm sorry <laughs> just like can- what's your favorite candy um it changes yeah okay yeah that's fair what's your favorite mm-hmm. candy right now um right now i'm really into uh salted chocolate bars hmm fancy yeah i know i've been getting them for free from the grocery store <laughs> not stealing them they've been giving <laughs> them to me I'm like free meaning five <laughs> finger discount yeah. yeah no uh because i i'm uh bougie and i don't have time to go to the grocery store so i order my groceries online and then pick them up uh, okay and then they give me like they've been giving me candy bars as like thank you because it's like i order a lot of groceries for a family <clears> for i guess <laughs> um but they've been like salted chocolate and i've never really been a fan of salted chocolate but i've just been really into it the past couple nice. weeks yeah. because of that i don't know i like it huh. i like that that's good um i also like all candy greg likes halloween because it's an excuse to buy like a five pound 
bag of candy which is currently in our kitchen mm. and i'm like no we don't need that and he's like yes we do um <laughs> i like really i'm a real big fan of like fruity candy so oh. like i love jolly rancher stuff like mm-hmm. the jolly rancher lollipops mm-hmm. mm-hmm. freaking love mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. so good um but I also really like, I mean, like, just your classics. I love Snickers. I love Twix. Mm-hmm. All that shit. It's mm-hmm. all good. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot more to say about that. But I do have something that directly ties into this question that I was going to read this episode anyway. Ooh, okay. So this is from the app Nextdoor. Do either one of you know what Nextdoor is? Yes. It's a place where people can complain about their neighbors and neighborhoods yeah. online. Yeah. So it's essentially an app or an online website where you put in like your area code. And it, it, it basically is like a message board kind of for people that live in that area. Okay. Um, and like people will post like, oh, lost my cat. Please keep an eye out. Or um, I'm offering, you know, snowplow or this happened and it's terrible or someone's breaking into cars, whatever. It's just like basically like a neighborhood message board. Okay. Um, so this was posted um, on the Rancho Cucamonga a neighborhood watch on next door. <laughs> and this is fucking amazing. <laughs> so it starts PSA. Halloween is officially four weeks away and I was hoping to catch you all before you make your candy selections. Over the last three Halloweens, I've noticed candy stock has become more and more diluted with cheap candy. I don't know if this trend is the result of the higher bills or even the new constructions, but cheap candy has somehow infiltrated our community for Halloween and it has to stop. (laughs) Next, I don't know that this is a woman, but I assume that this is a woman. She's probably named Karen. Um, Yes. That goes on to name a bunch of cheap candy that are like all my favorite candies. Uh, Dum Dums, Smarties, and Jolly Ranchers may be suitable for Ontario, Fontana, and even Montclair, but not here in Rancho Cucamonga. (gasps) We are an affluent neighborhood, and this status should be reflected in our candy provisions for Halloween. Okay, I was Team Karen until she started being a bougie-ass bitch. Standard full or king, in all caps, size candy bar, candy is the bar, pun intended. We set for our community on Halloween. If you purchase the fun size, you don't need to return them. Just keep in mind that four to six of those fun size bars equates to a standard size bar when you dole out that candy to trick or treaters. And please, for God's sake, leave those peep candies alone. No one, and I mean no one, wants those terrible marshmallow tragedies. Which terrible marshmallow tragedies? Definitely the name of our new band. Yeah, that's a great, absolutely title. Yes. For the elderly who hand out coins, unless you plan on throwing some quarters into the mix, stop peddling your pennies and step up your game this Halloween. It's a calculated loss to the trick-or-treaters after you adjust for inflation and the opportunity cost of what they could have received elsewhere if they had just skipped your house. Wow. I mean... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, she's got some valid points, but she's a complete... She's a bitch. Yeah. Again, I don't even know that that's a woman. I'm just assuming that it is. It could yeah. be a guy, I guess. But I feel like a guy would not fucking give a shit what people are handing yeah. out for Halloween. Okay. Um. Here's the deal, Karen. <laughs> um. It's fucking free candy. Yeah. Yeah. Your little shit kid <laughs> is walking up to my house in his last year's harry potter costume and oh he would not be in last year's hair this is rancho Cucamonga oh i'm sorry Kate. that's true right they so. are an affluent 
neighborhood. Right. Yes, an affluent community. It's these new constructions that are dragging down candy. Okay. That's like all coded word, like racist oh, yes. language. Yes, 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 yes. So hard. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness I, gracious. I also imagine that this woman is white. Yes. So I'm making a lot of uh, generalizations and assuming a lot of things. I think but... you're formulating an informed opinion. <laughs> I think that's on, what you're doing. Based on I all the given evidence. Karen's yeah. house needs to get some egg in. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I hate this new thing where we call all these bougie types Karen because, like, my mom's you name did is that. Karen. Well, that's true. You did no, that. No, I know, but that's because everybody else is doing it. <laughs> I know. And I'm a follower, if anything. <laughs> I would just want to be cool. Um, but my mom's name is Karen, and she's the farthest away she's from, the like, that's true. Yeah, she like, bougie, I want to talk to your manager, yeah. Bedford yeah. mom. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Bedford mom isn't going to make sense to anyone that doesn't live in New Hampshire. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh. It makes sense to me, okay. and I can't think yeah. of an appropriate so metaphor. Next door sidebar over. Uh, Kate, what about you? Halloween candy. Oh, okay. Um. Oh God. Um. I would say when I was a kid, my favorite Halloween candy. It's really very strange, but my favorite Halloween candy was probably um, either mounds or almond joy mm. um because we never would have had we just never we never had candy at my house anyway but we never would have had that if mm. there was candy at my house it was either like hard old person candy old people candy like those strawberry hard candy all oh, the ones that hurt the, your tongue with the liquid oh, in the middle i love those i do love werther's and <laughs> well Werther's would are absolutely have yeah. delicious yeah. um but yeah sometimes it would just be like um like root beer barrels or whatever that kind nah, of thing. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, so um, I do, but so I do. It, those would have been the win for sure. Um, my sister would have really been into like nerds. Oh like my god, I've, got, of I've got a box of nerds in the bedroom right now. Yeah, so um, we would for tr- nighttime snacking. <laughs> you know, just in case. Um, so we would trade sometimes. I personally like Dum Dums. Like I yeah, think Dum Dums are the delicious. right size for um a, for a. It's like a lollipop. size lollipop for yeah, like ev- everyone. Yeah, like ex- normal lollipops nowadays. Too big. They're too big. Yeah, they're just too I, big. Yeah, too big. And I don't even care if it's got like gum inside. It's still too big. Too big. Too big. I hate lollipops with gum inside. It's so weird, oh, right? I'm into it. Like <laughs> a, a watermelon uh, lollipop with bubble gum in the middle. Yeah, into it. Hmm. What are they called? Hmm. Um, blow, blow pops. Blow pops. Blow pops. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm here yeah. for a blow pop. I am not a fan of a tootsie pop. Yeah, those Mr. are gross. Mr. Owl. I don't like chocolate and fruit, so. Right. Well, and, and I think we, I don't know, Tootsie Rolls are just a, a weird thing anyway. Like, as we as we talked about last yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. yes, 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 yes. Um, well, not last episode, because last episode we talked about uh, food that kills people. Two yeah, episodes two ago. Two at math is hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but currently I do, <laughs> I do love me. I love when it's holiday time, like Halloween or Easter or Christmas and the Reese's have the pumpkins or the mm. eggs or the Christmas trees because the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is better than in a regular Reese's. Yes. So. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. We had mounds a lot when I was a kid because my mom loves mounds. Yeah. They're just so, so good. They are I, really good. I didn't I, even think of they're that. They're like under and I think they're really underrated. Oh, yeah. Like for sure. Snickers are great. Kit Kats are great. Twix are great. But yeah. Mounds and Almond Joy. I didn't like mm-hmm. almond joy until I was older because I didn't like almonds. Okay, okay, and I, but mounds are are a weird one. That's probably the first time I ever had dark chocolate. Yes. So like as a kid, my perfect thing would have been 
a mound, but with milk chocolate, but no, okay. but, but no, no almonds. almonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, the mounds, but milk instead of dark. But now uh, that I'm older, I like the dark chocolate because the coconut's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. The dark chocolate's mm-hmm. kind of bitter. Yep. Into it. Really good. Yeah. Like this peanut butter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working my way through it. Nice. <laughs> um, so Melissa... Yeah. Tell us, what are we drinking today? Something so spooky. Spooky. So this is called the La Llorona cocktail. Ooh, I love that that story. Yeah, it's good. Have you heard it, Kate? I have not. Oh, good. So we'll have a spooky story for you. Spooky, so spooky, spooky. It, this is. There's a song, too. I don't know the song. My Sharona? What? No. <laughs> nope. La Llorona. <laughs> that's completely off tonally for the message of the song had the story uh there's a version of it that's in coco the oh Disney yeah i movie. haven't seen coco. Oh, but there's but it's also like a song that has been around and it's also another premise of a horrible horror movie yes which i do talk about okay because i'm gonna tell the story of la Llorona, uh rewritten by me cool i basically took all the parts that i liked and put them together and got rid of all the parts I didn't like. Nice. Because um, some stories had her being like a boozy, like terrible mother that was just out on the town, like, yeah, boning dudes all the time. And I was like, get out of here. That's not. Yeah. Remove the patriarchy. I mean, there's still a little bit of that. But anyways, so this cocktail has something in it, which I've never had before, which is Pisco. I think it's pronounced Pisco or Pisco. It's P-I-S-C-O. And it's a South American brandy. Okay. Um, but it's not like regular brandy. It's clear. And I was worried I wasn't going to be able to find it because when I looked it up on the liquor store website, it didn't come up. Just a bunch of wines came up because um, it is like essentially a more fermented wine. Um, but then I went to the big liquor store and they had it. But when I was panicking, I looked up substitutes and it said white tequila Ooh. was the best substitute. Hmm. So anyways, so it's got that in it. It's got fresh lime juice, fresh lemon juice, granulated sugar. Angostura bitters, and I'm not going to tell you how all these things go together, um, coconut cream and black food dye. Um, And then if you want to be real spooky, dry ice Mm. to serve it, which I don't have um, yet. Um, But also if you drink it before the dry ice has like completely melted, you can really like fuck up your life. So I just didn't want. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> um, I want that pressure. Yeah. Right. Well, and I didn't want to like bring them out and like you guys would be like, oh, oh, they're smoky. And then we just have to sit here and wait for the dry ice to dissipate before you could actually try it. I have a hard enough time just making it through the cheers. Right. Yeah. Before <laughs> drinking. I always just go to drink it. So that's that's a wise move. Yeah. You would part. like immediately drink it and then you'd have like a hole in your esophagus yeah, or something. So cool. um, so we're <laughs> we're going to take a quick break um, to mix that drink up and we'll be right back. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. <laughs> so we're back. I just brought these drinks. Kate just informed or Kate. Amy just informed me that she has a cut on her tongue from another drink I made. So the lemon and the lime in this drink should <laughs> really help that along. It's going to feel great. Um, 
So, yeah, it has the coconut cream in it, which is dyed black. Mm -hmm. And it's really just supposed to sit at the bottom, but it kind of like separated into the drink. So I think it looks cool. I mean, it does look cool. But if you look at it on the top, you're kind of like, do I? Am I drinking this? Do I want to drink this? this? Um, So, yeah, I don't know that we should cheers. Okay. As I feel like one of us is going to spill. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Fake cheers. Fake cheers. Cheers. Yeah, clink, clink. Baby a little tart. Baby a little tart. I gave you my coupe glass. Drinking from Marie Antoinette's tit. Something I learned from Melissa. (laughs) And I get the tequila thing. Because when I was pouring that brandy, I was like, this is tequila. That is... Mm. Delish. Yeah, I dig it. I have no idea what the end is going to be like when you have that coconut cream. My it's tongue very hurts. tart. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's very tart. Um, I also put, obviously, as always, I put extra lemon and lime because it wasn't quite filling mm-hmm. the glasses. So I like just put more lemon and lime in the shaker and a little bit more Fisco and shook it up and topped them off. So sure. mm-hmm. um, it also has granulated sugar in it. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, I dig it, though. I did strain it, but I'm sure that it's still kind of gritty. You're supposed to double strain it, which I didn't do because I'm lazy. Um, But I kind of like that because the flavors are conflicting, but like in a good way. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, You would not know we liked it based on our faces. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because it's it's so tart. tart. Yeah, it's just like... Pucker up, ladies. Yeah, I like really tart. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so since I don't have a history of this drink, so this drink, there are a bunch of drinks online called the La Llorona. I kind of like mixed a couple together okay. and made this one. So I didn't really invent it, but like also I didn't use one single recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the story of La Llorona now, which Amy already knows, but Kate does not. No. So it's very spooky, tragic story. No. Um, but it starts off with a true story. Although not saying La Llorona isn't a true story because ghosts are real. Um, So obviously this all actually happened. So a Mexican woman, Joana Leja, attempted to kill her seven children by throwing them in the Buffalo Bayou in Houston, Texas in 1986. A victim of domestic violence, she was apparently trying to end her suffering and that of her children, two of whom died. During an interview, Leja declared that she was La Llorona. That's a little starter. Okay. Little starter. So now we're going to go back in time. Okay. La Rona is a popular. (laughs) La Llorona is a popular Latin American folktale or ghost story. Sightings are said to have occurred as far north as the southern western United States. And there are many variations of the legend. So this is kind of like the what I put together. Um, So I wrote it myself. So like the writing's (laughs) really, really good. Maria was born in a peasant village and was said to be full of life and love. She was shockingly beautiful and caught the eye of every man who saw her. Obviously, she had many suitors. One day, a nobleman was passing through Maria's village. When he saw her, he fell instantly in love. The nobleman was charismatic and attractive, and soon the two were married. While Maria's family welcomed the nobleman, duh, his family did not approve of their son marrying a peasant. The couple decided to build a house in Maria's town to be closer to her family and far from his. Life seemed like a fairy tale for a while, with the nobleman lavishing gifts and attention on Maria. 
Soon they had at least two children together, and the nobleman adored his family. But Maria began to grow older, and the nobleman's affection began to wander. He traveled often, and there were rumors that he had many mistresses. When he would return, he would show love and affection to the children, but ignore Maria. Maria grew increasingly depressed and desperate over the loss of his affection. She became resentful of her children and their youth. On one warm afternoon, Maria was walking by the river with her children when her husband drove by in a carriage with a much younger noblewoman by his side. He stopped the carriage to say hello and hug his children and did not so much as look at Maria. Uh-huh. As he drove off, Maria flew into a blind rage. It is said that she then threw her children into the river and watched as her children were pulled downriver by the current. When Maria realized what she had done, she began running along the riverbank and screaming for her children. She could not reach them, and her children were pulled under the water and drowned. After this, it is said that Maria, donned in a white gown and veil, began to wander the riverbank, wailing at the loss of her children. She stopped eating or sleeping and eventually died on the riverbank. When Maria arrived at the gates of heaven, she was turned away because her children were not with her. She was cursed to wander the earth in search of her children, and it is said that she can be seen by lakes and rivers screaming, and that she kidnaps children that are out late at night, thinking that they may be hers. Legend says that if she sounds close, she is actually far, and when she sounds far, do not turn around because she is right behind you. It is also said that if you see her, misfortune or even death is in your future. Oh. So now I have some sightings. Okay. Supposed real stories. Um, uh, and I have, uh, this is from a particular article titled sightings from imagine, or it's from sightings from imagine spirit article, the chilling legend of La Llorona. So this first one is dead migrant workers experience La Llorona. In the spring of 1954, a young woman named Joanne was traveling from Las Vegas to Pueblo, Colorado with her husband, brother-in-law and cousin. They were heading north to find work in the fields and orchards. As migratory workers, her family traveled from place to place where work could be found. Small dwellings are provided for the workers and often shared with other families. Joanne shudders when she recalls one very eventful night in such a place. Just after midnight, her group heard a loud moaning noise coming from the nearby river. The sound was slowly coming closer and closer. Frightened, the families came pouring out of their hovels, wondering what the noise could be. Terrified, they huddled together. Finally, braver men got into their cars and trucks to investigate. The men used headlights of cars and large flashlights to investigate the river and pinpoint where the awful moaning was coming from. Just when they closed in on the moaning, the wailing moved to the opposite side of the river. Back across the river, the little caravan went, following the wailing sound, and then... As before, the sound switched again to the other side. This went on about four times until they finally decided to give up. Just then, the moaning ceased as suddenly it had begun and all was eerily quiet. When the men got back, everyone begins talking at once. La Llorona was there, but it wasn't over. At a nearby cemetery, a strange noise began that sounded like millions of bees buzzing. The sound reached deafening pitch and then it too stopped suddenly. Oh. That's it. That's it for that one. Oh, wild. This is the, uh, I think, Luan family sighting. L-U-J-A-N. Luan? 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 Luan. In the early 1930s, on a late sultry afternoon in Santa Fe, New Mexico, patriarch Patricio Luan, Luan 
sat with his family on the shaded veranda of his home. With his family gathered around, everyone was talking and laughing. This one, for whatever reason, freaks me out the most. <laughs> um, everyone was talking and laughing about the events of the day. All became quiet, however, when they noticed a strange-looking woman not far from the house. She was very tall and thin and dressed in white. Fascinated, the group watched as she seemed to glide by and then crossed a nearby ravine onto a road. They did not recognize her from the area, but there was definitely something strange about this figure. The group continued to watch as she got to a place where she had to cross the river, and then something unbelievable happened. The figure seemed to float over the water, then up a hill. She just seemed to glide as if having no legs, Patricio recalled later. When the woman reached the top of the hill, she suddenly disappeared. Then she reappeared at a distance of about 500 yards and then disappeared again for the last time. Stunned by what they had witnessed, Patricio and his family rushed out to where she had traversed to, uh, traversed so close to the house but found no footprints. They realized then they must have seen the frightening specter of La Llorona. <gasps> I love it. Uh, and this is the last one. Two brothers are visited by La Llorona. This one seems the most like uh, like wild. Like, okay. you can't, this can't be true. You made this up. <laughs> but, you know, maybe they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all of the universe. Uh, sworn to by family members to this day, another sighting of La Llorona involved a young, impetuous man by the name of Epifanio Garcia. Epifanio? Epifanio. I can't read any of these names, man. Epifanio was a rebellious son and often at odds with his parents. After one especially heated argument, Epifanio accompanied his brothers, Carlos and Augustine. <clears throat> Together, they decided they would leave their ranch at Oja de la Vaca and travel towards the Villa, uh, Villa Real de Santa Fe. Traveling in a farm cart, the two oldest, Epifanio and Carlos, were sitting in front with Augustine in the back. Turning onto the old Santa Fe Trail at Apache Ridge, the brothers in the front jumped when they realized a strange thin woman was sitting between them. It Ooh. seemed she appeared out of nowhere. They later recounted the ghostly woman was wearing black, which makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, a black gossamer veil and silver earrings. The two boys remarked it was as if they felt her presence rather than seeing her clearly as a solid figure. The terrified, terrified boys <laughs> continued on, and the woman kept staring straight ahead, not moving. Epifanio wanted to stop the horses, but feared something terrible would happen if he did. Finally, the three young men, each in turn, talked with the phantom, but all attempts were met with dismal silence. Finally, after what seemed an eternity and nearing the town, the woman looked at Epifanio and said, I will visit with you again when you argue with your mother. And with that, she was gone. <laughs> It's terrifying. Spooky. And that's definitely his mom playing a trick on him um, to be like, don't fight with me. Right. So I did put some pictures on the drive. OK. Um. So there's, most of them are just like artistic representations of what the, La Llorona looks like. Um, but there's also a statue um, of her and a uh, in a tree. There's a screaming portrait of her. And then there's also one that says, let me explain. And I just want you to open that one. Okay, hold on. Let me get there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think she's supposed to be eating a child. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just so let me let me rotate this so you get the full effect, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that's from a Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. But I didn't know that when I first found it. 
So I had to like research and be like, what, what the, the fuck f- is this yeah, picture? That's great. Now there's also another one that's just like a blob and has a red outline on it. And supposedly that's proof of La Llorona. <laughs> oh, it's like her, like her figure. Whatever. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's oh. like the Bigfoot pictures. Yeah, um, like walking. But if yeah. you click on the tree one, too, I feel like the tree one is particularly like devastating. This one? Yeah, because it's got like the kids underneath Aww. and she's just like screaming. Yeah. Which is awful. Oh, my word. I mean, that's, oh, you murder your children. Do, um, Maybe you said this already, but is there a translation for La Llorona? Yes, because her original name was Maria. La Llorona means the wailing woman. Okay. Okay. I think the wailing woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The first time I heard this story was... um on an island um with a bunch of fucking writers mm. um sounds like something you'd do yeah it with um with several of them having worked um as um uh river guides <laughs> in the southwestern part of the united states awesome. and they told the story as if they had experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. la Llorona. so they they told the story of la Llorona, and then they they told the story of guiding people down the river and they're like seeing her um because they'd camp along the river at nights and stuff and wow. it was fucking freaky and we were telling ghost stories in a goddamn cemetery of course awesome. oh my god so good yes oh my god i love it <laughs> so yeah. um I know BuzzFeed Unsolved, which I fucking love. Um, mm-hmm. Greg and I pretty much only watch the like true crime ones, but they also do a BuzzFeed Unsolved Paranormal. Oh, cool. And I know they have a video of like investigating La Llorona, but I freaking love it because it's two guys. It's Ryan and Shane. And Ryan believes like everything. Like he believes in demons. He believes in ghosts. And Shane does not at all. <laughs> so like they'll actively go to places and Shane will like, quote unquote instigate yeah so be like oh demon where the fuck are you come get me demon what are you a little bitch and ryan like freaks out he's like no he's like a demon's gonna attach to you and you're gonna bring it home like it's so good i love it so much because shane is just like nope ghosts aren't real nope but he still (laughs) goes on these investigations and it's like like they have the same dynamic of uh scully and Mulder. yeah except scully saw a bunch of shit that's true. She saw so many things. Scully. Scully. What the fuck? I mean, she eventually realizes, but she's still. Re- Even she, then. She remains critical. But it's like nine seasons before she finally is like, yeah, this stuff might be real. Aliens might really exist. You literally were in a spaceship. But most. In like an alien cocoon. <laughs> but she also bore, bore witness to a bunch of different governments conspiracies. Yeah, sure. So I feel like she's like, OK, this could be aliens or the more but likely no, answer is that our government's saw- pulling shit. She didn't believe in the Jersey Devil, and she saw the Jersey Devil. She didn't believe in, like, the sewer guy, and she saw the sewer guy. Like, she, like, literally everything. And then there's, like, paranormal stuff that happens that literally happened to her. Yeah. She saw the devil. But she knows she can't explain that fully. Right, but that doesn't mean Melissa, doesn't you all, you're Scully in this I, group. I haven't seen the things that Scully has seen. <laughs> if I saw an ounce of what Scully had seen, I'd be like, yeah, everything's real. <laughs> Sasquatch, <laughs> like Bigfoot, Yetis, unicorns, mermaids, fairies, whatever. All real. Ghosts, demons, extra, all of it. Okay. But I, I haven't. I believe in all that stuff. Yeah, I don't. But I know. It, I'm, I've always said that if I saw something that was truly miraculous and like 
I would probably deep down still think there was some sort of scientific explanation for it that we didn't know. But if I saw something truly like, like magic. Yeah. I would be like, okay, everything's real. I'd become a crazy person. <laughs> a believer. How's that? No, like, I mean, I'd, I'd become a crazy person. I'd like be the like, person that stands in this, the corner holding a sign that says the end is now. Like, I'd be like, I got house elves. Okay. I'd blame everything on some sort of little imp. Those, it's gremlins. It's gremlins that break things. Whatever. Okay. Just keep your yeah mythology yeah. straight. I, I, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> but if I saw it, I would believe. So okay. Scully, Fair enough. by that rule, Scully should have fucking believed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand that. She got impregnated by an alien. Her child had special powers. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to remain skeptical, And she met though. actual psychics. And then even after meeting actual psychics, was like, psychics aren't real. But, but if you uh, met an uh, actual uh, psychic, uh, psychic, uh, audience, you cannot see this, but I'm flipping Melissa the double bird right now. Oh, I feel it. Bird. I feel it in my soul. It hurts <sighs> real bad. Hurts real bad. No, that's if I a met a psychic that like, but you would not think that they're a real psychic. That's my point. No, her belief psychics are always bullshitting you. So like, that's if, what Scully no, thinks. No, no. If they literally, we like, need to end this. No, no, no. They in in the X Files, <laughs> they literally predict events. Yes, like Nostradamus literally predicted events. I never fucking met Nostradamus. Also, his predictions were so fucking vague that literally you could be like, I think it's this thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm done. Scully I'm met done. a dude that literally knew what her father's ghost said to her. You are the Scully. That's what I'm trying to get to no, you. No, but I'm get saying through to you. I Scully saw way more stuff than I've ever seen. That's what I'm trying to get through to you. She saw her dead father the night that he died and he whispered to her. And then she met some convict that was psychic and he repeated those words to her. And then like three episodes later, she's like, psychics are real. And then the guy from Everyone Loves Raymond predicted how everyone was going to die and pre- predicted his own death and predicted that him and Scully would end up in bed together. And then they did. And she was like, Ooh, coincidence. <laughs> you have very strong. Because strong it's ridiculous. Feelings. Most people feel the same way that I do about okay. Scully. Okay. We can put up a poll I'm, if you want, but I'm just going to be right th- again, just like I was about Jeff. I'm not arguing the same thing that you're arguing. <laughs> you're arguing that Scully's like refusal to believe things is ridiculous, which yeah. I agree with. Yeah. What I'm arguing is that you are Scully. <laughs> but that's factually incorrect because I have not experienced even a 100. Maybe what, of is, what, maybe what Scully has. should be saying is you are Scully at the beginning of that I'll take because at the beginning of the series there's every reason for her to be skeptical because she's literally never seen any of this you, shit but you told us earlier and on right, twitter about right. a story of a of but that was a story that was relayed to me by my mom no no, no you oh. having a panic attack right i don't, you I don't think that the reason is but i'm what just saying my cousin says i didn't see anything i had an anxiety attack lots of people have anxiety attacks no it's i agree ghosts i agree but i'm just saying <laughs> stuff has happened to you too and you're like nah i i i'm just saying 
I'm just saying you're very skeptical. I don't think that's I a bad thing. Skeptical, yeah. I think that's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. <clears throat> I just think it's funny that you're ripping on Scully for being skeptical. No, like, I love her. She's amazing. But <laughs> nine years, bitch. Nine <laughs> years of just insane But also, shit. counterpoint, nine years of putting up with Mulder. True. She also <laughs> experienced a man that could control her mind. She almost killed Mulder because of it. Mm-hmm. She also saw a man that could just light people on fire just by thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> like, I've watched the X-Files a lot, all right? <laughs> the freakiest episode of the X-Files to me is early. It's the dude with the tail who can shapeshift. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a bad. Yeah, that's, ooh, yeah, that's no. Because it just made me feel mm-hmm. like I could trust no one. Mm-hmm. Tombs is the worst. Tombs is the one that can squeeze through. Yeah, that's oh, tiny spaces. Yes. And he kidnap. He like gets in Scully's apartment and tries to like take her liver or whatever. Yes. Isn't he in more than one episode? He, there's He's two got, episodes. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. he escapes from prison because he can smush his he body down. Yeah, All yeah. right. X-Files sidebar over. That was a long sidebar. That was yeah. really long. Where oh, are my. we? You told the stories of Lala Rosa. Oh, okay. And you haven't even gotten to I your, haven't okay. even started talking about Halloween yet. Amy. Halloweeny. What do you got? I'm going to talk about, oh, she says, this is what my phone was on. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the artistic representations of La La Rona. That's great. Oh, and the yeah, the movie they made was really bad from what I hear. Okay. And also they put, like, when they marketed it, they put, like, a really strong accent on saying La La Rona. Yeah. And a bunch of people that, you know, speak Spanish were like, that's, that's not. It's just La La Rona. That's not it's not, how, yeah. La La Rona. Not, la La Rona. <laughs> They're like, that's not, that's not how we say that. Why does it have such a strong accent on it? It's like Trump trying to sound like a Puerto Rican. And it's about a white family, which is kind of fucked up. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Don't do that. Continue. Sorry. Uh, Grimm, the TV show, mm-hmm. did a, did a, uh, I mean, I like how it's like a procedural that deals with supernatural stuff, but they had an episode about La Llorona too. Oh, oh did they? Yeah. Greg watched that show, I think. I, I dug it. I didn't like all the family dynamic drama stuff because sometimes it veered into lifetime original movie territory. Um, okay, we're talking about Halloween. We're talking about spooky shit. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Spooky. So I'm. <laughs> oh boy, that had a lot of booze in it. Just yeah. FYI, at the bottom. It there? did. It no, is. just in general. In general, oh, okay. okay. Let citrus really. Yeah. That really tamps down the booze flavor. Okay. But it had a lot. It has three ounces in it. Oh. Which like a a standard drink has like two. Okay. Actually, it has more because then I supplemented. I drank that fast. You finished it? Oh, I finished it like before you started talking. (laughs) (laughs) I just like downed it. Did you drink the coconut part? Not all of it. There's a little bit left in the, the coconut part. I wasn't sure what it would taste like. Yeah. So, um, so we're talking about Halloween tonight and (laughs) I'm not, um, I focus predominantly on, uh, traditions that derive from European heritage. Okay. Um, so just an FYI. So I don't talk about like Dia de los Muertos and Day of the Dead and like. That's my birthday. I know. Dia de los Muertos. Um, although I think it's a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about are kind of like universal across cultures, which I think is really interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the whole, like, why are there pyramids on, like, every continent in the world from mm-hmm. ancient cultures? Like, mm-hmm. why did we all think of the same fucking thing? Because why, why do we all think that dragons By exist? the way, I believe in aliens. Dragons I exist just don't believe dinosaur been here. bones. I, <laughs> that's my theory. That's a good, that's a good theory. What? 
that every culture has a has dragon mythology oh, because, because we found bones. dinosaur bones. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because the giant, like, scary looking lizard yeah, with yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know the pyramid thing other than just like trial and error. Like we all tried to build tall shit, every and it kept falling down. Has- pyramids yeah china has pyramids uh south america has pyramids africa has pyramids. i knew i knew south america had pyramids in africa because of egypt but that was it yeah huh. and then asian cultures the europeans j- don't the europeans are lazy motherfuckers yeah well, but they have also younger stonehenge too yeah and right. they're younger. stonehenge is wild yeah. sex parties that's my theory <laughs> Sounds like fun. Mm. Um, <laughs> Everybody so- had chlamydia. <laughs> Was chlamydia around? Then? I don't know. Probably. What about syphilis has been around for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. There's That's- probably all sorts of weird sex diseases back then. Hmm. People just died when they were like 16 and they were like, oh, yeah. it just oh. fell off. I don't know. <laughs> it just fell off. Those dicks uh. gone, but whatever. All right. <laughs> so are we act- talking about any food here? Yes. Okay. Yes, good. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, no. We're a food podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm going to be talking about a couple different holidays that kind of converge into what we modernly celebrate as Halloween and some of the food traditions that came out of them and how they have impacted food traditions today around the holiday. But like I said, most of it's like European, all all of it's European centered. So I figured we could probably focus on like other cultural traditions around the holiday later episodes. Hmm. But there's a lot here. So, okay. Um, So the first holiday I'm going to be talking about is Samhain. I don't know how to say that. Sawan. Sawan. Thank Sawan? you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Sam Hain for right. the longest time. Yeah. No. I knew I knew it sounded like not how it was spelled. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember it the like exact Sam wise, but yeah. like not. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it literally translates to summer's end. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what the holiday means. It marks the end of the summer and the harvest. I keep thinking your bag is some sort of bean. <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, what the fuck is? Oh, it's Kate's bag. It's Kate's <laughs> bag. bag. It's La Rona. <laughs> She's traveled up here to beat my skeptical ass. Yeah. You're awesome. not close enough to a river. Or actually, you are pretty the close to a river. The river's like right over oh. there. <laughs> yeah, but there are no children here for, for stealing. That's accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> So uh, obviously the holiday marks the end of the summer and the harvest, but also um, it was widely believed that spirits and the deceased were free to roam among the living on this night. Um, And this is like one of those universal things um, across a lot of different cultures. Um, A lot of kind of uh, festivities evolved out of this belief, Um, one of which being that like fortune telling became really popular um, and fortune tellers would try and predict danger ahead. Um, And part of this is because there's a lot of uncertainty that it's the end of the summer, the end of the harvest, and you're going into the cold, dark winter where the days get shorter, food gets sparse. So a lot of shit can go wrong in the winter. If you did not have a good harvest if it rained too much or rained too little like you and your family could fucking die so like scary high stakes time in humanity's history um i something i found interesting that i didn't realize that um european cultures did too is that uh they would actually leave out offerings of food to deceased Mm. loved ones yeah just like you see with like an ofrenda and uh the day of the dead um and then the tradition of wearing masks or costumes um, that was actually started in order to ward off evil and unwanted spirits because, again, the veil between the living and the dead was um, was removed this day and this night. So yeah. the idea was that not just like the good, happy, like friendly family spirits were coming, but like anyone could come over. Yeah. So the people would dress up in scary costumes and with like 
horribly um, spooky masks to try and scare off like demons and spirits. It just reminds that just I mean, everything is going to remind me of Hocus Pocus. (laughs) But when like they're first in the town with all the like kids and they're like, oh, goblins and like (laughs) whatever else she says. And she's like, what? What is happening? Like, (laughs) it's so great. It also makes me think of um, Kubo. Kubo in the in the two in the two strings. Have you not seen that? Oh yes, yes, yes. I it's have. Freaking beautiful. Oh that wait, is beautiful. I watched it at your house. Yes, <laughs> yes. When I visited Kubo you in the two strings, also on Netflix. I haven't seen that. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. it's really I, beautiful. It's really good and sweet. But they I, yeah. have that whole thing where they light the lanterns, and yeah. that brings back like the spirits of their yeah. You gotta you, you definitely ones. have to see Coco. I too. I do want to yeah, see it's it. Really good. Just, it's beautiful yeah but so like i think it's really interesting that all of these Mm -hmm. cultures have these are like really similar traditions so around like this time also food was a really important thing obviously because this is an end of the harvest and the summer celebration Um, and then also hunters and farmers during this time they would kind of go through and any of the domesticated animals that they'd have they'd pick out and see which ones are the healthiest because again the winter is long and depending on how their crops did that would dictate how many animals they could shelter through winter and keep okay um um, Melissa's like looking real. So does that mean they had to like cull the herd because they wouldn't yes. have enough? And they would, what they would do is they would dry the meats and they'd use the furs to, to make additional clothes and layers to, to better stay warm. They, better that they, I hate the word harvest, but better that they also harvest Right, no, their, of course. You know, uh, then let them die of starvation yeah, right, and cold. they die and then like you right. can't even eat them right. because they're right. like, yeah. So they would have this big feast. So it was almost kind of like like modern day Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. like I'm sure we're going to do an episode on Thanksgiving eventually. But Thanksgiving actually used to be much earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we changed the date of it in the 1940s. So it used to be at the end of like harvest time for us. Now it's like fucking in winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they would do this. They'd uh, decimate the animals so that only a few would survive through the coldest months. They'd use mm-hmm. the food in a big feast. Um, I was going to say like 10 percent. Yeah, it, one one in every ten. I'm trying. So That's I have what decimate me. Yes, I and so I have. I'm a word nerd, and it really bothers me. Like historically, it's bothered me when I like watch the news and someone's like, "This typhoon has decimated right, the population." Because they mean wiped out everything, and you're like, "That's not what it means." Right, but then also <laughs> part of me understands that word usage changes and evolves with yes. time, and I should like just like not let it raise my blood pressure when right. i hear really people use, to do that so i'm trying to use decimate more in sentences where i'm not traditionally be appropriate well, it's like literally right like literally does not only mean literally anymore because it's changed. exactly yeah. so i'm saying decimate but i don't mean one in every 10 but i'm doing that intentionally so I mean, but that I mean, my brain gets used to hearing it in that context it seems and right. i hate people less no, but i literally <laughs> never use literally when it's not literally <laughs> I don't this think that's true uh, you also say irregardless as a joke mm. clearly as a joke mm. I did not grow up in Rhode Island mm. oh shots fired <laughs> um, something I thought was really interesting too is during this time the, the fortune tellers wouldn't just like try and be like you're gonna survive the winter or like death will befall you when it gets cold out but they'd also try and like predict marriage matches too yeah. so this was like a really important vital time of the year for like coupling um, so like identifying who was gonna marry whom right? Um, mm. which I thought was interesting and one of the things that they do 
um, is that a, an eligible young woman would name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then she'd toss all the nuts into the fireplace and the nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding would be the girl's future husband. I don't know how you yeah, would tell. Yeah, that's what I was just... How do you know? No, like think, you put no, them in specific places? No, no, no. She doesn't know. I would guess that it's a... She names them and throws them in there. And then chooses it. And it chooses... But she doesn't yes. know who it chooses? Correct. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It, you know it was what? confusing when I was the, reading the, it. The it's soda, more confusing now than I'm drinking. The soda can tab <laughs> thing is a way better system. The soda I don't can know. Tab I'll, take thing. The, I'll take the paper. I did it. I, I did it. Um, and I got G. So you um, so you <laughs> when you have like a soda and it's got the little tab on it. So you push it back and forth. Yeah. And you say a letter. Mm-hmm. Each oh, time. I did and do then that when, when I was a kid. I forgot off, about that. Yeah. When it pops off, whatever letter it pops off on. It's actually on my keys. Whatever letter it pops off on, that's the name of like. Well, the, what about what, the what about the apple stick? I've never done that so, one. Same thing. So like oh, I okay. I landed on G, mm. which is why it's on my keys, obviously. So I think it's funny that we have like modern right traditions around this, but yeah. they like every cultural holiday that leads to Halloween has something to do with matchmaking and something to do with food with has matchmaking. Something to do with fucking. Yeah. Well, it's cold. It's going to get right. cold yeah, in right, these winter right, months. Right, right. Got to yeah. get warm, baby. Yeah. Um, so most of the foods, uh, most of the games and food-related traditions that were created during this time focus on protecting the village through the winter months and then also matchmaking, which was an- another vital part of making sure that your village survived. Melissa's just licking her peanut butter. <laughs> and that is not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> She is just (laughs) eating peanut butter. (laughs) I need my protein. Okay. So next holiday, Pomona, which is an Italian holiday. Okay. Um, It's a Roman holiday. It's named for the Roman goddess of the harvest. And this happens on November 1st. Um, Romans would pay tribute to Pomona with offerings of freshly harvested food. Uh, Usually that would be things like apples, nuts, and any other kind of like orchard crop. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when Romans invaded Britain in 43 AD, uh, they brought uh, Pomona. I said Ramona by accident, but they brought Pomona with them and it combined and merged um, with Samhain and the two kind of became one. Um, about the food that was used at this holiday. So like I said, it revolved really heavily around like orchard crops. So apples were extremely important and mm. they were considered Pomona's like, like main, like crop or main food. Um, it was really symbolic of both harvest and love. Um, and when the Romans invaded Britain, this is when it became common tradition to bob for apples. And huh. this again was a way to identify who you were gonna marry. I saw a thing the other day. It was like some bullshit list or whatever. But like the thing to get you to click on it was like bobbing for apples was actually a mating game or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. So originally it w- it didn't have to do with apples and water. It was apples still growing on the tree. So you would tie your hands behind your back and try and like the donut thing. Yeah. Like the donut on a string that we do now for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But it was apples on the tree. And then it, it transformed into apples in a barrel of water. Um, so you would bob for apples and you it would be a way to identify who you're going to marry next. And then apples would also be peeled by a young unmarried woman. And she'd peel it as much as she could, like in one go, and then toss the apple peel behind her back. And whatever shape the apple peel took was supposedly uh-huh. representative of the first letter of the first name of her future husband. Okay. Um, and that I had seen because like that was a common like um, like Wiccan mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I had heard about before, but I didn't know it was actually derived from Italian traditions that then merged with Britain and Celtic traditions. 
Um, and then after the formation of the Catholic Church, um, All Saints and All Souls Day became a thing. So as we mentioned in our Easter episode, Catholics like to steal holidays. Um, what? what? Yeah. So in 835 AD, the Catholic Church formally adopted and designated November 1st as All Saints Day. Um, and they did this as a way to try and convert people, like convert the pagans who are already celebrating very similar right, holidays right. at this time um, across the the Roman Empire. Um, so from Roman Italy all the way out to uh, what is now uh, the UK and Great Britain. And then obviously they're very religious. So the whole idea was to like honor saints um, and they brought some of the traditions from the earlier two holidays and they just kind of like Christ them up a bit. <laughs> uh, they just cynified them. Y- yeah. Uh, so they, what they did is they, um, the, one of the things I thought was weird is that the poor w- were expected to carry much of the burden for praying and they did this in exchange for food. So this is where the <gasps> tradition of trick or treating comes from is the poor would knock on your doors and ask for food in exchange for singing songs or prayers to the saints. I'm what? That sounds like caroling too. Yeah, kind of. Like people come and carol, and then you give them like hot chocolate or whatever. Exactly. Um, so the holiday wassail. Con- yes, wassailing. The holiday continued to evolve, and it shifted. Um, and essentially, it originally, it was like the poor who were going door to door and said, "Like, oh, if you give me some food, if you spare some food, Yo. I'll, I'll sing." Yo, dog, I got some prayers. You got some food. And then it evolved into young rowdy men, like <laughs> going door to door and be like, "Give us booze, like give us ale, like, and we'll sing for you. We'll sing prayers." Um, and uh, they would beg for money, for food, or for ale. Um, for prayers or songs, which they called soul songs at that time. And it was called To Go a Souling. That was, that was what it was called, which wow. sounds creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's goth as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then eventually they started donning costumes. Um, the costumes originally were to represent the saints. So what would happen is some villages would be like bo- real bougie and they'd have like statues or paintings of the saints to celebrate the holiday. Um, other villages were really poor and they would actually ask and request the villagers to dress up in costumes as a way to celebrate because they had no other way to visualize what the saints looked like. So they took all of these traditions right. that were pagan and they're like, let's just, you know, add our little Christian touch Part to them. Huge. Yep. And then um, during this time, because we had all these people going door to door, um, Catholics are like real big on baking at this time, as again, we saw with like uh, hot cross buns. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they start baking something called soul cakes, which are these like sweet spiced cakes. Um, and they're kind of like they're dark cakes and they're really heavily spiced. So almost like um, like a molasses cake. Almost. Yeah, like a molasses cake. Um, and that's what they would end up giving the people going door to door. Um, and they, they started off as like a, like a charity thing again to give to the poor. And then they kind of, it kind of evolved as like young rowdy men were going door to door. So wait, so you're going to end up with a whole pillowcase full of the same cake. <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> it's a great visual. <laughs> Um, well, the the rowdy young men who are just in it for the cakes, yeah, 
<laughs> for the cakes is like a great <laughs> phrase. Um, they were also getting booze and money too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. And it's kind of funny because mm-hmm. like it started out as like a like the poor saying, "Hey, like if like can we do this exchange? Like it'll help me and I'll be able to to be and more." You're Christ-like. so busy. Right. Uh, Doing whatever you're doing that you can't pray. So I'll pray for you. And then it turned into these rowdy young men and like people kept giving them shit, even though they knew that they weren't really deserving because these they were worried that these rowdy young men would like like toilet paper their house. Well, kind of. But like (laughs) the like, you know, the 800 AD version of toilet paper your house, which I don't know, like parchment paper, your your i don't know big tree uh-huh. i don't know what did people have back then <laughs> i don't know but i'm making these fucking soul cakes <laughs> um so all these holidays kind of converge into one right and then they were brought to america by really early settlers so in, like when we started formulating the colonies is when we started bringing these traditions over um they did not catch on in new england because puritans yeah, Puritans mm. fucking suck. Because mm. Puritans um didn't like the idolatry of the Catholic Church. They didn't like all the like I mean the, that's why they came here. Right. All the ornate shit that they did. Mm-hmm. So they were not about all saints and all souls day, even though those were Christian holidays. And they definitely did not like the pagan shit that came before it. So um but they became really popular in southern colonies mm. and uh which I thought was interesting. So uh during colonial America, um things called play parties were really popular and these were not key parties. I was which just saying what I thought they were. Um and it's kind of like a combo of th- modern Thanksgiving and Halloween. So um it was a harvest festival but they also told ghost stories. So this idea of like this interconnectedness between like the end of the growing season and the beginning of winter with like this veil between like the seen and unseen worlds kind of opening was still existent, even though it wasn't talked about in the same terms as it was during like Celtic times and, and uh, pre-Catholic church times. And then Irish immigrants were actually the first to carve food items into decorations. Uh, they used, guess which vegetable? Potatoes. Yes. <laughs> they used <laughs> potatoes. It sounded like I was going to be racist there, but it was the truth. Oh. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Because, like, people, like, automatically associate the Irish with potatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Very right. Sorry. I'm drunk. <laughs> I have a real hard time following along. Your drink, your drink must have been way stronger than mine because I do not feel. I was drinking before you got here. Because <laughs> I knew we weren't pre-gaming, but I was yep. like, fuck, I'm pre-gaming. Jesus. I ain't got nowhere to be tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they also used turnips, too, in addition to potatoes. So mm. they were uh, versatile. Yeah. Uh, and then they'd light them. They'd turn them into lanterns and place them in the windows. Uh, to How big of a potato? I got a pumpkin. <laughs> Do you have it's to... out there. It's on the porch. How big of or a... Or a turnip. Yeah, I don't fucking I mean, know. turnips kind of get biggish, right? I don't know. Yeah. I hate turnips them. are a good size. But how... They're not pumpkin size. No. Yeah, I, mean, I don't pumpkin know. Pumpkin is obviously the superior uh, food item to But oh, pumpkins literally. did not grow... Where the Irish are from, which right. is Ireland. I don't know why I used <laughs> so many words. Fucking nothing grows in Ireland. <laughs> That's why there's so many Irish it's immigrants. Just, just it's lambs. just rock. Just lambs yep. grow. That, and like... That's why there aren't any predators because there's nothing there to fucking eat except for livestock that was brought there. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. So they did this and they did this to light the way for their deceased to like lead a path. Mm-hmm. So, again, we have this idea of like their loved ones coming to visit them, which, again, I think is really cool because we see this across all sorts yeah, of cultures. Is that why we do like luminaries? 
Uh, yes. And it's also like the bags with the candles. Yes. Yeah. And then like, like for, um, day of the dead too, like you leave a uh, path of flower petals. Like, so like the, every culture has this, this way, which I just think is kind of like pretty. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and then after a few years, the Irish realized that pumpkins were the superior vegetable. Uh, it's a, I think it's a fruit. Gourd food item. I think item. it's technically a fruit. Yeah, I, don't I saw know. that the other day. Okay. I didn't actually read the article. I just, you know. You just read the headline. Yeah. Made some assumptions. Barely. Okay. Um, so they started using pumpkins, which were native to America. Um, and then the door-to-door begging of ale, which we saw uh, in the beginnings of the Catholic Church, was transformed into trick-or-treating with people dressing still primarily as saints because they are Catholic immigrants. Um, around the turn of the century, from like the 1800s to the 1900s, neighborhoods and communities were starting to search for ways to keep communities together um, because youths were starting to roam the streets and wreaking havoc. So youths? This, youths. The youths. These two youths. This is when we start seeing like people tipping over like mailboxes and teepeeing houses and smashing <laughs> Generally pumpkins. being assholes. Just being assholes, right? Um, so communities started to organize festivities, not as a way to necessarily celebrate the holiday, but as a way to just like keep people together and off the streets and out of trouble. Um, and in the 20s and 30s, the emergency, the emergence, <laughs> not the emergency, the emergence <laughs> of Halloween as a secular holiday starts to come into formation. Um, there's a lot of reasons why this hap- is happening, which is like really interesting to me. But um, they developed a new way to process chocolate at this time. So all of a sudden, America has a shit ton of candy. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, which is like never happened before. Um, and they also improve trade routes too. So ch- chocolate and candy explodes in the U.S. and it makes it a go-to for Halloween festivities. And then communities set up like, like trick-or-treating events, um, derived from those teens and young men roaming the streets for booze. Um, but instead of doing for prayers or uh, songs. They would say it just like I said, like to keep people out of trouble. Right. So that's where the phrase trick or treat comes from. So like give us a treat and we'll not be shits. Right. Um, Which I thought was interesting. Bribe us with sugar. So it it went from booze to booze. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) During this time, Halloween parades also come super popular. Um, But the festivities are still pretty plagued by delinquency. So by young dudes being shitty in their communities. Young dudes. Um, by the time we get to the 50s, things have changed a little bit. So there's more free and low-cost fun events springing up in response to things like the Great Depression. So like, this is a time in the 30s and 40s where you have, like, dancing competitions that were just, like, literally how fucking yes. long can you stay standing and yes. dancing together? We talked about this on some episode. I don't remember what one, but we definitely yeah. did, yeah. But lots Wild. of... Wild. Yeah, lots of stuff like that starts coming up. So... um. A lot of uh, communities made, like, centralized safe fun uh, to discourage that deviant behavior. And then during World War II, too, we were talking about um, sugar rations, yep, right? Yep, so yep. there are sugar rations and candy all of a sudden became really hard to come by. Yeah. Um, so there is a big movement, especially in the southern states, so instead of doing uh, candy, to have to bring back the idea of soul cakes. Um, so soul cakes, like I said, they were, like, heavily spiced cakes. Yeah. And soul cakes transformed into devil's food cake, oh. which is such a fucking weird, like. I thought you were going with punk. I thought you were going pumpkin pie. No, I thought pumpkin pie was happening there. That's but. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. So, ha- what? 
So devil's food cake was, became a term in the 40s and 50s to identify cakes. Now, it wasn't um, it wasn't until the 50s. It was like that chocolate cake, that like specific kind of chocolate cake. Um, it was like the turn of the century where they were just like heavily spiced or very dark colored cakes. Mm. cakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then by the time the 50s came around, they were identified as like a chocolate cake. If you in the 1920s, you said, I want a chocolate cake, they would give you a slice of uh, white cake with chocolate frosting. That's what the term chocolate cake meant. Oh. You would have to say, Dan's like, favorite. devil's cake. If like, in order chocolate. If you wanted it chocolate. Um, hmm. Yeah. So that, like, th- that change in that dynamic is interesting to me. Because um, it used, and soul's cake was the original term, too. So, and then like, it turned into devil's cake. And then it turned into devil's cake. Hmm. Um, and I think that probably has a lot to do with the holiday, too. I couldn't find a lot of information, but just me putting my thinking cap on. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, good deduction. Yeah. Is that, you know, this is a holiday that was designed to, like, keep evil spirits at bay and then celebrate the loved ones we'd lost. Um, and soul cakes were a way to do that. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. like, devils, like, the devil also has to do with the holiday because we're trying to keep the evil spirits out, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just an interesting transformation. Um, and then uh, this is also the first time, too, in the 50s when cookie cutters become widely available, too. So it makes it super easy for housewives to start making fun and festive holiday cookies. So this is where you see, like, all of, like, those, like, witch-shaped sugar cookies and the broomstick and, like, the cat yeah. with its, like, back all arched yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff, like that fun stuff, is still like very new in terms of like the history mm-hmm. of food or the history of our country. It's just from the last 50, 60 years. That's so cool. Yeah. So um, obviously today Halloween is, has evolved a little bit more too. Um, Halloween's now the second most popular holiday in the United States. Um, and in the 50s, this is when we really started to moving uh, into like a more secular tradition so people stopped dressing up as religious figures or saints or scary things to scare away demons and ghouls they started dressing up as things like from popular culture um, so this is when you start to see like president masks um, or like later in the 80s like in 70s like star wars costumes and things like that like all of that is very very new too it was still seen as a religious holiday up until 1950s, which I thought was really interesting. I have a shit ton of pictures in the drive. Um, yeah, I've come across one that I would like to ask about. <laughs> yes, let's let's ask about them, uh, and I'll try and pull them up so called, I can show Kate but too. It looks like a man dressed as underdog. <laughs> yeah, and it's really disturbing. That's former Vice President Al Gore. It's really upsetting me. <laughs> So um, in all of my research, I have I have um, Halloween pictures from the White House from, uh, I think, the 40s until this JFK one. It's pretty cute. The 90s or maybe the the early knots. Um, and I'm really struggling to open the folder on my phone right now. Kate, I'm sorry. Also, okay. Hillary Clinton uh, <laughs> dressed as, I assume, Mrs. Washington. No, uh, uh, Dolly Madison. Oh, okay. James Madison. Okay. I mean, um, I, look, uh, nothing to do with their politics, but Hillary looks mad cute in that picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this fucking Al Gore. I can't. It, yeah, let me pull face. it up. I can't fucking take it. He's also the one dressed as Beast. 
too. Oh, okay. This okay. is Al Gore's underdog. Is that fucking terrifying? <laughs> I hate it so but, much. So he's the only he is the only actual elected official I could find it in all of the Getty image archives of White House Halloween photos where he like full on, went, on went for out. it. Yeah, no. And made his own costume. He committed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even this the, is also Al Gore. Yeah, the beast one, you can't see his face at all. Yeah. But like this is like why didn't we elect this man as president? Like he's a committed man. Yeah. Some I, of he, these witches look like actual witches. These so ones? I was going to say yeah. There are some like the imagery of Halloween stuff <laughs> from the 20s and 30s oh and 40s oh, is yeah. like fucking terrifying ter- well just like easter shit from that time well, period yeah, it's equally, meant to be cute equally as creepy any, yeah any homemade mask pretty much is fucking yeah terrifying. but i mean like i this cat situation why is his torso so short and why are his legs so long <laughs> it's because they wore really high pants back then <laughs> which one this one yeah, that's exactly what Kate's talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you don't even have to work at being creepy. You're just creepy. You're yeah. just. This, there's the, so many racist costumes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, are you looking at the group of kids? Yeah, there's yeah. a kid that looks like he's like supposed to be a horribly racist interpretation of like a Mongolian. Yeah. These next are- to like a kid wearing a top hat with a mustache in next to a kid who looks like he's supposed to be Indian in front of a kid who looks like he's the grand poobah of the KKK. Like, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this picture. These will can, be on the blog. Go through. Yeah, well, I'll put them all on the blog. I what? Tried- the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Which one you had? The one after the group shot of the kids. <laughs> I'm going to see. Th- I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. This dude is definitely visiting my bedroom tonight. I am going to wake up and he's going to be standing there and it's I am like, going to piss my bed. You remember season one person- of American Horror Story where they had that leather suit yes. like, with the gag? Yes, it's yes, like yes, a yes. combination of that and a homemade mummy costume. Oh, so I like this. Reminds- I hate it so much. This, all this feels like is Pan's Labyrinth to me. Like I just can't even... Yeah, like, Pan's Labyrinth does not make me feel as uneasy oh, as looking does. at this picture. Yeah, this does. one isn't creepy, but the mouse head she's holding. Yeah. Oh, poor It's Mickey. a little creepy because yeah. she looks like she could be dead and you wouldn't know. Yeah. This. What the? It's like a nurse from Silent Hill. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Which one? Yeah, I was looking at that. Look at how the little girl is looking, though. Yeah. She Zoom looks on her face. She looks real demonic. She's like that picture of the kid in front of the burning building where she's just like looking at the camera. Yep. That's her. Oh, God. These are wild. <laughs> that one's not that bad. So I have a, I have like <laughs> she's a, a satellite. I have like a yes. little collection of um, Sputnik. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, the, the lanterns, like the jack-o'-lantern pumpkins. From the 30s and 40s were like paper mache and Mm -hmm. sometimes they were little black cats and sometimes they're just so cool. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. Ridiculous. These pictures are great. Aren't they? Like, so these are all from Getty Images. So I'll... I'll... I got to the end with the bush and... uh, Yeah. I don't know who the other guy's supposed to be. Hold on. 
Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways, again, these will be on the blog just so that if you want to go see what we've been freaking out about. Yeah, there there are some pretty amazing pictures and they they range in date from like, I think, 1995 or something all the way back. Michael Dukakis. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, Kate. Yeah, good job. Old. Old. (laughs) So, yeah, but there's some really amazing pictures. But you can see, like, in part of these, like, they have Star Wars, right? Yeah, I like that one. Like, it goes from, like, very traditional. I like the Kiss one, too. Coolish ones. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a kid dressed up as Kiss, a Kiss member. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so you can see that that shift start to happen in the 50s. Paul Stanley, by the way. I don't know. I don't. Mm -hmm. I only know the tongue one. Gene Simmons. Yes. The tongue one. I wasn't saying his name, but I know his name. (laughs) It's the only one I know. Yeah. Paul I don't know. Is this kid? I, it's so hard to tell, too, because, like, these kids are wearing, like, winter coats. Like, is he supposed to be the Hulk? Yes, I believe so. Okay. When no. I saw that when I was no. thinking about... No? <clears throat> no. That's the thing. Oh, that's... Oh, what, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I knew it was Wait, one those are those. different universes. Well, the, the Hulk would have been Batman a different universe, too. different universes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That doesn't mean they can't wear the... Costumes. Well, <laughs> this is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, did you have the costumes when you were a kid with the plastic, the really awful plastic masks? Uh, I never did mask costumes because okay. I like freak the fuck out uh, by wearing a that, mask. That that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I definitely had a Barbie one. Yeah, where it was, oh. yeah like, the blonde with, and it was just plastic. Yep. and it's yep. so they're so creepy. They're the Ben Cooper costumes. They're amazing. Oh. They're amazing. <gasps> yeah, yep. yeah. I was I was a uh, dirt poor. I mean, my folks had like a nice house, but we didn't have any money. Ever. Yeah, we didn't either. I assume that family bought me those. Again, yeah, I don't like, like not my mom, but I don't know. Maybe I mean they weren't expensive, or yeah. they might have been hand me downs. But yeah, I never I wore the same costume several years in a row. I was like a witch, a witch, a witch, a pumpkin, which was like because I didn't want to be a witch again. I was like I, I put think my that's foot the down. Picture I've seen. Of yes, the little pumpkin. It's the cutest thing and I've I'm ever seen. So fucking miserable because I was the fat kid in class, <laughs> and they put me in a pumpkin. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a witch anymore. And- Mom was like, I don't have money for a Halloween costume. You're either a witch. Or I'll like I'll ask a friend if they have like a leftover Halloween costume for one of their kids, and I was like, ask a friend, and she brought home the fucking pumpkin costume, and I was like, I'm gonna look even fatter. Like I was so upset as a oh, child. It's, so it's bullied. like the cutest picture, though. I know as an adult it's I appreciate so it, cute. but like as a child I felt yeah like I hated myself. I don't think I have any pictures of me for Halloween as a kid. I think all those pictures are gone. So at <laughs> my um element elementary school, I'm gonna say that again. Um. We always had a Halloween parade. They uh-huh. still do it. They still do it, which I think is amazing. Um, but there's a picture of and some for some reason, my sister was she, and she didn't go to school with me, but she was also in this picture um, in the newspaper. Like we made it into the newspaper for the Halloween parade. And we we're both uh, again, we were not a well to do family um we were both ghosts made out of sheets sure. with ha- with just holes cut in for the yeah. eyes mm-hmm. yep classic yep 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 um and i still have that little clipping in like my, my little scrapbook yeah i don't think i have any yeah i was definitely a scare the scarecrow a couple of years that my mom made oh, that costume and it's am- like it's so cool wow. but the best costume uh for my family was definitely my cousin um his 
grandmother who was amazing, um, who she still is amazing, but at the time, um, made him an E.T. costume. It's terrifying and amazing. <laughs> all oh my gosh, it's great. Uh, yeah, oh. I can't imagine a homemade ET costume. And it's and it's like ET, like it's not ET wearing like uh you know the hoodie, the hoodie or, or ET. It's right. just yeah. ET. Yeah. Oh Yikes. man. Yes, it's great. It's so good. Very cool. Yeah. Are we done? We're done. How did you end on? <laughs> uh, Halloween has changed a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm gonna make soul cakes though. Yeah. Although the recipe I Wait, found. Devil's Food cakes or soul cakes? I'm going to make soul Original cakes. Original soul cakes. Original soul cakes. I found a recipe. Okay. Although the recipe I found has currants in it, and currants are yes. super common in the United States. Uh, Hannaford has them. Do they? Yeah, because I used cur- I actually used currants when I made hot cross buns. Oh, okay. That's like Catholic bread, add currants. Like, mm-hmm. that's just standard. There's a whole thing about currants. They were banned in the United States for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, we should do a thing on it. We should do a thing on All it. All right, cool. <laughs> cool 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 so i think that's it so this will be our last spooky episode because we only put out two episodes spooky, spooky. in october mm. so after this episode it'll be over boo which makes me so sad but then it's my birthday yay, yay. birthday all right um yeah we're all fall babies yeah i was thinking how it's funny because september october november <gasps> yeah when Aww. i was doing the astrology things i was like oh we're all like right in a row that makes sense yeah mm. it was great Cool. Interesting. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening. Bye.